it's, it's kind of weird how the idea came about really I, I emailed myself one one night and looked back at it in about two months time and thought this is actually not a bad idea I left my job uh, and the main reason for that was if I'm really going to pursue this and I really believe in the product then I have to go 110% in Hey, on this episode of the Found It podcast, we talk to Giuseppe Malazzo, founder of Contap. We interview him about networking your way to success, bootstrapping your first product, and finding freedom in running your own startup. Check it out. So hey, Giuseppe, thanks for coming on the podcast. Um, And we always start um, every episode with the same question, whoever we're talking to, and that's, why did you want to become an entrepreneur? Why did you decide to start your own business instead of working the nine to five? Um, Well, I think just come up, well, I've always been quite creative in in my career. And, um, you know, when these ideas come up, you kind of have to pursue them. Um, So yeah, I was, well, when I started thinking of contact, I was actually in a, in a job already. Um, I was a marketing manager at um, an e-commerce business. And um, basically the, the way that contact ca- kind of came up was I was at um, exhibition events and uh, a lot of networking events in my marketing career. And, you know, when you, when you go to these places, you kind of loads of ideas bounce around in your head. And one of them was to do with business cards. So, um, yeah, I used to come home from these events and networking events and just think that all of these business cards in my bag, there must be a better way to manage and store these because, you know, I'm going back home now with a bag full of business cards and they'll just go back to the office and be put in the drawer and never be seen again. Um, so, yeah, I, I was looking at apps um, for better management of these cards and yeah, I just wasn't very um, pleased with what I was seeing, really. They were hard to use, um, not many integrations with them. The UI was very lackluster. Um, you know, the best way to describe these apps were Windows 98. So, you know, very dated, old, uh, grey kind of outlook, and I didn't really like that. Um, so, yeah, I put my creative mind to it and basically designed content. Cool. So what job were you working in before this? What what, uh, what job was that? So I was a marketing manager at e-commerce business. All right, cool. So what was it like jumping from being a market manager to like, you've obviously had this idea that came from your own experience. What's it like been jumping from, you know, working for someone else to like now being a founder of your own company? Yeah. Um, well, there's pros and cons really. Um, I mean, the good thing about working for yourself is that you've got total control of how, um, you want the business to run. So you make decisions yourself. Everything you do impacts the business. Um, and from my point of view, I like to be in control. I like to have a hands-on approach to, uh, to the things that I do. Um, so yeah, that, that's one of the main, main focuses for it really, um, compared to, you know, working for someone else. You kind of work, in, work like a dog really. And, you know, whatever you put into it, you kind of don't get out of it. Um, whereas when it's your own business, if you put in 110%, then you kind of reap the rewards um, yourself. Um, but at the same time, there, there are some negatives to it as well. Because 
I'm, I'm doing contact completely on my own. So I haven't got that person to, you know, talk to or go to a desk to and, you know, ask some questions. It's, uh, it can be a little bit lonely sometimes. Yeah, so that was going to be my next question. We see, I think, one of the biggest draws of um, the entrepreneurs and founders we talk to is um, the autonomy. Not only the the rewards of obviously you you get out what you put in, whereas obviously a nine to five job you you're limited by whatever your salary is and things like that. But also the autonomy. But you touched on it a bit there. That kind of autonomy and freedom can come at a price of like you said, almost having to own everything yourself. Um, so what, how, do you, how do you go about dealing with that when you've got, you know, do you have a network or mentors that you turn to when you need advice or help or anything like that? Um, to be honest, I'm pretty active on, um, on LinkedIn. Um, so LinkedIn would be my first port of call, really. Um, I mean, I've got about 3,000 people on LinkedIn and... Uh, to be fair, the community are very um, helpful in that sense. Um, you know, with questions, if I'm a bit 50-50 on things, you know, just write a post or connect with some people on there. And um, yeah, a lot of people tend to, uh, are normally happy to help, which is a, a really good thing for me. Because um, it's the first time I've, I've started a, a business really of, of this kind of nature. So um, any, any help, advice, I'm greatly appreciated of really. And again, I'm more than happy to give, give feedback myself and knowledge. Um, so I think as a startup founder, it's important to network and you know, help people where, where you can really. So Giuseppe, just talking on LinkedIn, in terms of like those 3000 followers, have you, is that something that you built recently since you've started the app and, and what kind of people are, are you talking to? Are you talking to a mix of like end users, investors, other founders? How are you, how are you building that profile to get a good coverage of support? Yeah. Uh, well, at, at the beginning, it was uh, connecting with um, a lot more founders because, um, well, this is the first time, I, like I mentioned, this is the first time I've started a, a tech business before. So it was good to connect with other founders in that field to see, you know, how their experience was, what they'd done at the start, um, if they got any tips, knowledge, um, you know, building that kind of network where if I did have a question or was stuck on something, then I could talk to, to these guys. Um, but I think as time has gone on and I've worked on contact a bit more, then I've kind of diverted more to end users. So now talking to people who are actually using the app um, to get, you know, feedback from them, what they'd like to see from Contap in the future in updates and uh, getting them involved in our innovator programs as well, which is, uh, I think, something that um, I've invited you to as well. Um, so it's kind of a bit of both, really, founders and end users. So in terms of... When you, did you start this as a, as a side hustle? Obviously when you had the marketing job, but when, when was that cut over day and what did that look like? Cause obviously we've had the pandemic. So yeah. it'd be interesting to hear that story. Yeah. Um, so I left my, well, I started the idea of contact in, I'd say about October, 2019. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of weird how the idea came about really. I, I emailed myself one, one night and looked back at it in about two months time and thought this is actually not a bad idea. So uh, I've done a bit of research into it, 
um, contact some developers, and yeah, you know, the plan started from there really. Um, but at this time, I was still in my marketing job. So if we fast forward to February, which was when Contap actually launched in the app stores, um, I left my job um, in the middle of February. Uh, it was actually the weekend after my birthday. Uh, and the main reason for that was if I'm really going to pursue this and I really believe in the product, then I have to go 110% in. I can't be one foot in, one foot out because if, if that happens and this, this doesn't actually happen, then, you know, it's an opportunity lost in my opinion. It's a big leap of faith then, isn't it? Exactly, that's, yeah. That's what entrepreneurs, I hear a lot about, and I guess I've done that as well, is it's that big leap of faith. Exactly. And if you completely believe in the product, then I think that's what you have to do. And me personally, I completely think this product is a game changer um, compared to what is already out there. Um, and I believe in the brand. I believe in our ethos, believe in our roadmap and all the feedback I've got, um, which made me you know, leave a really comfortable and well-paid job to start a tech startup um, straight after my birthday. But at the same time, contact kind of hit, uh, sorry, uh, COVID kind of hit UK about a week after. So, yeah, it was pretty bad time in that sense. But, you know, we managed to turn a crisis into an opportunity and here we are now. So so when you're talking about turning a crisis into an opportunity, talk about that then. So what, what's, what's it been like since then? Where do you see the opportunities so with, with the pandemic and giving you, I guess, that time, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, originally contact was for people, a lot of people going to, you know, events, networking events, um, exhibitions, because they're the kind of places where people exchange and gain business cards a lot more than, you know, normal times really. But because COVID has stopped all of that completely, we've kind of had to pivot and go in a completely new direction. So, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of where we've had to change our strategy a lot more and aim for more people without business cards or people that have got a lot of business cards but want an easier way of managing them. So by having your collection, you basically put them into the app and manage them digitally. Um, whereas before we were more focused on everyone going to these networking events where people will exchange a lot more business cards. So I think until um, networking events come back into play, um, that's kind of the area that we're focusing on at the moment. So um, one thing that uh, struck me when you were talking there is you said that you were kind of, you had this idea while you're working at your other job and you took that kind of leap of faith to go all in on um, uh, contact. But so you, I see you, you're bootstrapping um, this project. So you're doing it all kind of on, on your own dime and with your own effort. Um, is there any reason why you went down that path and why you think that's a good path to go down? And um, Well, I think at the time, um, at the time I wanted to kind of see how this route would, would go because tech startups generally just throw a lot of money at marketing, at development, and, you know, have a kind of a, a boosted approach to going to market. Whereas with COVID will be in one of the main factors and 
me being quite new in this industry, I thought, then if I, if I took this route, where would it go? Because for me, it wasn't a rush. It, there wasn't, you know, a timeline on it. It was literally an app that I wanted to make where it, was, it looked good, it was user-friendly, and it provided value. So for me, there was no real pressure to, you know, get this into the app stores within X amount of months, get it in front of X amount of people. So I wanted to kind of set an example where bootstrap tech startups could actually grow and, you know, is a, is a good advice example to people that want to start a business where you don't have to throw thousands and thousands at marketing and development you can just do it organically which i understand is is a lot is a lot longer process but i think long term i think that is a better way to um you know start a, a start a business in a pandemic so we have um a lot of like people who listen to this podcast are not just entrepreneurs or people in the tech industry, but people who are looking to maybe start the first business or do what you did, probably working in a job and thinking, oh, I've got that idea that just won't go away. So would you say that bootstrapping idea that kind of not, you know, seeking to throw loads of money at it, like take a bit of time, work on your idea. Is that a, is that a process that you would advocate and you would tell budding entrepreneurs to follow as well? Yeah, 100%. Um, the, the main reason for that, like I mentioned, is that there isn't a timestamp. So if you don't have, you know, an endless pot of money to throw out a project, if you really focus on your brand and, you know, focus on the product instead of rushing the product to, you know, just get it in front of people. If you actually take time, plan, research, and, you know, just take your time on, on your business, then, you know, if you talk to the right people as well, it, it will really make a difference to um, starting a business. Because um, like I mentioned, we've got no outside investment, no funding. We've spent no money at all on marketing. And we've got, you know, you active users in all four corners of the globe. So I think if you really focus and plan on the right things, then, you know, you really don't know where, where the business will go. And you've got nothing to lose that way either. Mm. Yeah, I like that. I like the idea that, you know, it's not, it. it's all down to you. It kind of puts that um, onus all on you then, doesn't it? To kind of like, it's what you make of it um, rather than, you know, constantly trying to go seek a big load of investment at the start. And I think at least what we've seen a few times that I've seen myself is where people they use almost like getting investment as an excuse not to get started like oh well i need loads of money or i need this or i need this whereas well no you can go and bootstrap it yourself and just try yeah. it and then just go and there are so, so, there's so many other um like cost effective ways of marketing as well like social media is obviously the biggie where you know if you network with the right people get your message in front of the right people then you know that's pre-advertising in itself um and you know I think that way it's a lot less pressure on you because you haven't got, you know, X amount of funds to weigh down. You're literally taking time and, you know, perfecting that, that tool or your business to get it in front of the right people at the same time. So, um, yeah, if anyone's listening to this who wants to start a business, definitely plan research and, you know, take your time on it. You don't have to, you know, throw money at it straight away. Yeah, it's great advice, Giuseppe. I think um, 
obviously you're coming from a marketing background. How have you found that obviously building the product? You said you use an external team. Um, have you, are you technically minded anyway? I mean, are, are you a non, would you call yourself a technical founder, non-technical founder, or are you in between? Uh, well, I, I know my way around the computer, but you know, if, if you told me to, you know, uh, do a bit of coding or you know, something like that, I wouldn't know where to start, to be honest. Um, which is kind of how a good thing of how concepts grown really, because I've focused a lot on um, my strengths, which are marketing, graphic design, um, and branding. So everything that you see on Contap is done by myself. So the branding, all the social media stuff, all the graphic design stuff, all of that is done by me because I know all that stuff. I've been doing it all my career. The only thing that I, I haven't got core strengths in are coding and actually building the app. So I've outsourced that to a team. So the main part of, of Contact is done by myself, obviously the branding, the design, designing the app all myself. But my strengths aren't in coding. So I've outsourced that to someone else. That's kind of how, um, how I see, see the business at the moment. Do you see as you, do you see, what, what do you see as your next logical step in terms of bringing someone in? Would it be someone to help in terms of that role? Yeah, definitely. Um, that would be more of a, a tech um, investor. So someone that does uh, development for contact, but gets X percent of, of the business because that's our only outsource at the moment for contact. So if we were to, you know, cut that cost slightly, um, then yeah, I think that makes perfect sense to get an actual developer within contact to you know make changes easier and quicker, so I don't have to depend on outsourcing that to someone else. So I was just thinking that um, that outsourcing thing—that's something that we as a business is new on. That's essentially what I guess we are to a to a point. Um, so was there a decision to kind of go for that outsource route to bring in an external support to, to, you know, kickstart contact rather than first go out and try and find a co-founder who could technically do this themselves? Was that a conscious decision to go and do that, to go and get that external support? Um, yeah, I think that was something that I had in my mind from the very start, really. Um, cause like I mentioned, I know how to do all the branding marketing side of all of it, which is a pretty large chunk of, of uh, contact, luckily. Um, so I, I already had the, the ideas in my mind. I already know what the, I wanted the app to look like. I already know what pages I wanted in, in the app, what I wanted this page to look like, etc. So all I literally done was speak to the developing team and say, this is what I've got. Can you make it into reality, basically? And yeah, lo and behold, after lots of conversations back and forth, um, yeah, the app launched. Was there any any challenges along in that terms of that development um, cycle that you know you with, with what were what were the challenges? Um, well, I think from someone who's never made an app before, um, I kind of thought this would be a quick process. <laughs> so I thought, you know, I'll speak to the developers in October and I'll have it all done by November. And that was so far away from the truth, it's unbelievable. <laughs> um, I think 
if no one started the business before, I don't think you realize the challenges behind starting a business. Um, it's not a case of, you know, I've got a business name, I've got a logo, I've started the business, especially in tech as well. There's so many hurdles you have to go through to, you know, the testing phase as well, to actually launch the product and then, you know, start going to market with it. Um, so one of the main things obviously is testing. One thing that I do know is that tech always fails. So, you know, I'm a bit of a perfectionist. I don't want something going out to people unless it is 110% what I want. So, yeah, I think tech is, is one of them things where it's, it's really useful. I love, I love tech, obviously, but there are so many challenges to tech before it goes live. Um, so that was one of the main, main things for me, really. So let's um, sort of jump back to contact then. So now you've got this kind of first build, you've got this um, MVP, I guess, um, and you're talking to people. What's, what's been the biggest learning you've had when you've got feedback from those early users? What's been the thing that surprised you most from what they've said? Um, well, uh, the main thing is that they, they love the app, which is something that... <laughs> Uh, me personally because I started this as like a, as an idea just as like a personal mm. project and for it to kind of turn into an actual startup now and a business is um is great and see people loving the platform they love how easy it is to use user friendly um it kind of takes me back a bit because I didn't expect people business to you know really use contact as one of their main business tools um, so that that's amazing, especially being um, from a background of brand design. It's uh, it's good to see that people love the brand and how easy it is to use. Um, but obviously, with with that feedback, obviously comes feedback to improve the app as well, which um, is something that I hold very very close to everything that we do at Contact, where users help build the platform. You know, this isn't an app for me. This is an app for end users. So with their feedback, I want to develop the app um, further. So a lot of things that they've mentioned are things that we are developing in the next app update. So, for example, sign-in features, cloud backup, um, extra security in the app. So we're going to introduce um, fingerprint ID to get into the app. Um, premium plans as well. And then other stuff that will go beyond this next update, which launches in hopefully the next um, couple of months, um, which, which includes a, um, a CRM platform that we'll be building after this app update goes live. So it's, it's not going to be a CRM like, like we know it, but um, it'll, be, it'll be an exciting project for me personally, because that's, that's a big one. Um, to basically have a CRM platform that speaks with the app um, for, for corporate businesses, mainly startups and SMEs. But that would include, um, you know, integrations with Zoom, Slack, um, Google Calendar, LinkedIn. Um, so, yeah, our, our roadmap is pretty, pretty um, exciting. Um, all, all thanks to user feedback. Yeah. That's quite, sounds like a very interesting way to take it, that CRM idea. So is the kind of um, one of the things on your roadmap 
um, looking at kind of monetization, looking at trying to drive some revenue through this, um, unless you're already doing that now. Um, but is that something that you, you guys are keen on pushing to try and scale this business? Yeah, 100%. Um, I mean, Contap at the moment is free to use and download. Um, every single feature is completely free. Um, obviously, we can't do that forever because, um, yeah, that would just be a massive money drain on me. <laughs> but, um, yeah, to, at every point, a business kind of has to start monetizing, and that will be in this next app update. Um, you know, it's, I, I can tell you what the pricing plans will be um, from a price point of view. Um, the free plan will still um, feature, um, and then there'll be uh, an, en um, an, entry um, an entry pricing plan for $249 per month. Um, there will be a second plan for six months, which will be $9.99. And for 12 months, it will be $15.99. So over the, over the course of a year, you'll save about 46%, um, which accounts for like, what, one pound something a month, um, which, yeah, you can't even get a packet crisps these days for that. So, so yeah, our, our plans are, are very affordable compared to what's already available. Because, um, yeah, this, this for me is, like I mentioned, the project. I don't want to be um, charging people 20-odd pounds per month for a business tool because if you, if you add on other, other costs that the end users probably got, like Slack, maybe um, LinkedIn Sales Navigator, you know, it, it does pile on. And this is a tool for startups and individuals and SMEs. So, you know, you, you don't really want to be taking the mickey with pricing. You want to pr put it at a pr fair pricing point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you touched on some of those things um, there, like what the roadmap is. Is is it clear in your mind what you've got for the, like, the next eight to 12 months of what you're working on? Or is it one of those things that you're still going to go and talk to users and get more feedback? And it's kind of like, we'll just see where we kind of take it. Uh, yeah, for this year, I kind of have a, a pretty good idea. Um, you know, like I first mentioned there, um, the app update, uh, which we're testing at the moment, is a huge, huge thing for us. It's taking priority over everything. Um, that that up, app update will take contact to a new level, which is actually our first major app update as well. So people that have got the app up, the app now, um, we'll see that when this one launches, it will completely change um, where Contap is going um, as a business tool. Um, and once that launches in, hopefully within the next couple of months, then we'll start planning the um, CRM um, platform as well, which will take us to, well, definitely through into next year, because uh, that's a huge, huge platform for us. Cool. Um, so I, I've, I've got a question. Um, it's kind of in two parts, really. Um, so I guess what, what are your, what do you see as your best character, characteristics when it comes to helping you on your journey so far? And how did you come across these? Are, were they natural or have, have you learned some of these, especially in the last year, I guess, as well? That would be another part to it. Um, yeah, I think since starting contact, I've got a bit more confident with talking to people. Um, I'm still a pretty shy person, but you know, I think once you have your, own, have your own business, you kind of have to put yourself out there a bit more and start talking to people. 
because if you don't do that then you know you're kind of invisible and that kind of reflects on your business as well so I think talking to people is something that I've definitely gained um, since starting contact um, but also be a, a, a lot more flexible and dynamic with ideas and that's from again talking to people and getting people's feedback because when you when you have a business you kind of you know you've got the blinkers on a bit you kind of focus on one thing but when you speak to other people with different viewpoints and have used different business tools they kind of have a different idea of you know what kind of business tool they want and what they want from a business tool which has helped me um with my thinking and development of of contact um see i think them two are, are pretty big tools so you know have an open mind of where where I want the business to go. And, you know, like I mentioned, this isn't an app for me. This is an app for our users, which is why, um, yeah, I, I want users to engage and I encourage them to, you know, give their ideas across because, you know, this app is, is for them. And not only is it a business tool, but it's a business tool which is helping reduce paper waste globally which is a major, major thing for not just me, but everyone in the planet. I think if we made a small change in business to, you know, manage our business cards digitally, then, you know, 7.2 million trees will be saved every year, which is, which is yeah, pretty uh, alarming. Cool. Um, well, I think that's um, all we've got time for, but... Um... Yeah, it's been amazing to talk to you, Giuseppe. Um, it's been really good hearing about your journey. And um, I always, we always like talking to entrepreneurs who are exactly at the stage where you are now, where you're right in the weeds of it and you're you know, making progress every day. So we'd love to have you back on in the future, you know, when contact's grown and stuff, it'd be great. Yeah, that'll be, uh, that'll be really, really good. And thank you as well um, to both of you for giving me this opportunity to talk. Um, Cause yeah, it's, it's great to obviously talk to you guys. It's only my second podcast. Is, you can probably tell, but um, yeah, it's been a, a, a pleasure to yeah, be on here with you guys and thank you very much for this. No worries, man. Thanks for coming Thanks on. a lot. Cheers. Cheers. Bye.